All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Listening to Dropping the Gloves with former NHL All-Star John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. everybody welcome to dropping the gloves we have a very special guest today he's been all over the news the last couple of weeks tim he's he's a somewhat of a social celebrity and I, I don't know maybe his maybe is but we have ryan graves a big body a big human being very excited for him to be on the show ryan thanks for coming on my man yeah my pleasure thanks for having me no problem one of the best things about ryan is he came on and we were chatting before the show and he just he just humbled Tim right away and called him Sam. It was one of the favorite <laughs> moments so far in the show that no one got to see. But he's like, hey, Sam, love the show. I'm like, yes, I love it. Just give it yeah. a hard time. It's beautiful. I know my place. I know you my place. You definitely do. And if you don't, it's, you do it's now. It's the audio. Couldn't hear. <laughs> it's one, one of the best moments. You ever guys watch Parks and Rec at all? Yeah. So it's when, um, gosh, what's the main mustache guy goes? Ron. Ron goes, if you ever get too close to somebody, just call them the wrong name, and it just humbles them right away. You don't have to be friends with them. <laughs> but anyways, so that's what Ryan did to Tim. It was great. We're going to call him Sam from now on. So, Ryan, you play for the New Jersey Devils. You're, you're in Prince Edward Island right now. What town in Prince Edward Island? It's a very small island. I live island. Right, in, right in Charlottetown. Ooh, uh, small island. Yeah, right, right in the city. Uh, how do you so like that? Cute. Is it a beautiful, beautiful time of year right now there? Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, I love the summers here. I've been coming here for – for quite a while now it's the second home to me um but it's beautiful in the summer um beaches golfing uh it's everything you could ask for for a summer spot so it's great we train in the morning skate in the morning and then uh in the afternoon the day's kind of ours so we uh find our way to the beach uh, a little golf and stuff like that so it's it's a good re- way to relax and unwind after a stressful season well you listen you're six five two twenty probably two twenty five are you trying to put on muscle? You working on the speed? You working on the hands? What are you trying to do to get ready for this season? Yeah, I don't. I'm a big guy, like you said, so I don't worry too much about um, like the number on the scale. Um, I'm always trying to get faster. That's been like what I work on the most in the gym. Uh, always um, working on those first couple steps, just trying to get a little twitchier, a little quicker. Um, I mean, as you know, the, as for a big man, it's a little tough to get the, the speed all the way up there to compete with the smaller guys. Um, so, I mean, you know how the, the game's trending these days is just so fast. So, um, for me, I'm just trying to get faster every year. And, um, I, I believe I'm a, a pretty good skater for a big man, but, um, it's, there's always room for improvement. You want to be able to, 
just skate like like the like Victor Hedman or someone like that who's a big man that can really fly. So uh, working on it like that, and then uh, yeah, working on the puck skills, working on the hands, just something that can always be an, of an improvement for me. So I'm um, just kind of getting back on the ice here now and getting into things. But uh, yeah, I love the offseason. I love training. And, you love uh, kinda, it? Yeah, I do. I love it. I love getting after it in the off season. Uh, it's one of my favorite things with the group of guys you have here. It's a lot of fun. Um, so I, hate I, it. I mean, obviously the, the season's way more fun, but um, I do like the off season. You, you feel good. Your your body's healthy. You're not banged up, and um, you just kind of get in there and, and work with, with some friends in the morning, joking around, and it, it's kind of a lot of fun. Oh man, Ryan, that 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 makes one of us because I hated the off season. I was like. Got to go to the gym for two and a half hours and then skate. And you, I, I did it mostly by myself, so I, I can see why having a good group of guys would help. But, gosh, like I couldn't stand the offseason. I absolutely I, couldn't stand it. I don't know how guys do that by themselves. I know a few guys that train in the garage and they skate on their own and they kind of like, go to different cities throughout the summer and kind of just uh, do things like that. And, honestly, I have no idea how people do that by training and, like, with no group to push themselves. And I don't know how you'd ever do cardio with no one. Well, no, you don't. Yeah, you, I, you absolutely don't. I like. Yeah. I, I worked out here in Traverse City. I'm not sure if you've been here before. It's small town, northern Michigan. Yeah, I've been there for the rookie tournament they had. That's right, because you yeah. started out with the Rangers, right? Yeah, I was there. I think I did that tournament three years, probably at least that. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's where I live. I live here, and there's no real NHL presence. So Sam and I would he he <laughs> would run me through some drills, and it was just it was hard to get motivated. But you know, it is what some of us have a little better work ethic than others that's why you're going to play in the league a lot longer than I ever did and make a bigger impact so I was a fighter I don't know if you know that I don't know if you followed my career I played a long time ago you're a young kid yeah I know you're six foot five I go to hockeyfights.com they are our sponsor we're partners with them they're a great website good resource I was like, oh, Ryan, I'm sure your buddies call you Gravesy or the Grave Digger. Like, it's such a, it's a powerful name. I'm like, he's got to be throwing his fists around left and right. Two fights in the NHL. Two losses in the NHL. Ryan, what is going on? You're six foot five. You're from the East Coast. The East Coast boys are tough. You're talking about Ross Johnson. You mentioned Adam McQuaid. Just salt of the earth. Type. What happened? Why aren't you tough? <laughs> I like to think that I am, but uh, Ryan. Well, you don't fight. Why don't you fight, Ryan? I don't know. Um, I, I used to fight more in junior I had a few years with like six, eight fights. But um, in recent years, the the game's changing a little bit. Where it's um, it's there's less um, there's just less of it in general. Um, for me, it's kind of like fight when. Um, someone gets hit or you hit somebody or, or there's a situation like that. Uh, I don't know. I, and honestly, I, I actually, I don't mind it, but it just, sometimes this, I don't really go chasing it. And then sometimes the situations just don't come. So, um, I mean, for me, I, I play hockey to, to, to play, to play hockey, I guess. And if, if fights happen and they happen and uh, it's not like I'm going out there like, Oh, I don't, I never want to, but I also don't really go looking for it. So, um, I'm sure there'll be years um, as my career goes along where I'll have more and there'll be years where I have not that many. And so far, I guess I've had a couple of years and not that many. Your answer should have been shut up, old man. I make $3 million a year. I'm doing something right. So beat it, <laughs> loser. I didn't have to fight. That's no, what your answer mind. should have been. <laughs> I don't mind it. I, I, I understand it's part of the game and 
when it's necessary, then I'm more than willing. But uh, I definitely will never be you, that's for sure. Well, that's a good thing. You don't want to be me. You're stepping into the Devils. We'll go back and touch on your early career in a second. I just get on these tangents. You're stepping into the Devils. You're, you're jumping right into a really big rivalry with the New York Rangers, and you're meeting up with your old friend again, Ryan Reeves, who just got traded there as well. Let's go over that whole incident with, in Colorado. He grabs you by the hair, throws you down, punches you in the face. You're lying on the ground. You're bleeding. He's skating off the ice like he just won WrestleMania. What's going on? Why? What is there anything that preceded that? What is it with you and Reevesy? What's the beef there? I don't. I mean, there's there's no pre-existing beef. Um, it, it happened. I hit uh, Yanmark earlier in the game, and it knocked him out for a few games. Um, and it was just a disagreement. He thought it was dirty. I thought it was clean. Um, and I mean, the league determined that they thought it was clean too. So, uh, I guess he kind of felt like that I should, uh, I guess answer for my hit. And I mean, for me, uh, as we talked about, I don't claim to be a tough guy. And so, I mean, for me, it's like, if I fight Reeves and it's just going to be probably bad news for me, it's not going to change much in the game. And it's just, we were in playoffs and um, I, I mean, I, I played a, a, a role for the abs and um, I, I just figured that it was kind of a lose lose for me. Um, so I said, I'm not fighting you. Like there's no, there's no reason I have to. And uh, it just, it, and then we met up in a scrum later and um, it's part of the game though. At the same time, I understand his role and um, I understand what he's trying to do. So uh, you don't have to love it, but at the same time, it's, um, it's it's part of the game. You were up four to one. You're not going to drop the gloves and like give them the momentum. It was a smart play by you. I didn't expect Ryan to do what he did. He's a dirty player. I've always said that. He's just a disgusting player. That that type of player doesn't belong in the game. All right, let's backtrack here. So you you played in the queue. You bounced around a little bit. You got traded. You get traded once or twice in the queue. Twice. You got I traded. Charlottetown, Valdor, uh, Quebec City, and then the Quebec Ramparts. The two yeah. times you got traded, you got traded to teams that went to the Memorial Cup. You you did that back-to-back years. Talk about that. Was that fun? Was it kind of bittersweet to go there? Quebec, you were the host, not winning at all, just being in that big environment. Was that kind of something that was cool that you used when you made the NHL? Yeah. I don't know. Um, Pretty cool. Yeah, I guess to start from the beginning, when I, Charlottetown um, has kind of been a like a second home to me, and it was at that time too. So it, it was tough for me to leave. Um but it was kind of a growing up experience and um, going to Valdor, which is far from home, a really French city. Um, but I, I went there with going to a good team. And honestly, I was just uh, really fortunate throughout my junior career to, to go to good teams. I, I mean, uh, I got to develop as a 16, 17, 18 year old here on PEI when, um, to be honest, I, I really wasn't that good. Um, I had a lot of work. Honestly, I wasn't, I had a lot of work to do. I came in, I was drafted um, into the queue and I was, heavier than I am now and had never worked out a day in my life. I just kind of played hockey for fun and um, I didn't take it too seriously. And uh, I, I was a, put, I was a little rough package of, um, to put it nicely coming in as a 16 year old and um, kind of had some good role models here and some good uh, coaches that really helped me kind of realize that if I wanted to play and do this for a long time, that, um, I had to change and uh, change some habits of mine. Um, but, yeah, I was lucky. I went to Valador, which is a good team. Had um, Anthony Mantha on it, um, a couple guys at Abe Kubel, Julian Gauthier, 
um, some, anyway, some, some other guys that were really good junior players. Um, and then from there, I went to Quebec City, which was honestly awesome. It was such a good city. Yeah. Um, I hope they get an NHL team someday. That's a, that's a great city. I loved playing there. Um, and obviously being a good team, we had Adam Ernie, um, Anthony Duclair, Zach Fucali. Uh, we, we had a really good team. So yeah, it was you had fun Fuchs year. over there. That's funny. I played with him in St. John's for a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah he's a character. He, he was, was hilarious. Yeah, what is he, he doing now? Is he still playing goalie anywhere? Yeah, he actually had a good year um, this year. He So he went overseas for a bit. Yeah. And then he came back. He was in Hershey last year. Um, okay. And he, I think he was up and down a little bit. I don't know if he played any games um, with Washington, but. Uh, I think he had a pretty good year. Um, he's made his way back over here, which is good to see. He's a great guy. He works so hard. And, he's a good uh, he's dude. Got a, he's, a, he's a good personality to have in the room. Liked him. Yeah. Sam? So, yeah, so you fast forward a little bit. You were drafted by the Rangers, and you played uh, in, the, in the AHL for Hartford. You had a good couple seasons. You were an all-star. And then you're traded to the Colorado Avalanche, uh, which is where you kind of broke into the NHL. But did that trade take you by surprise? Were you disappointed? Were you bummed out? Or were you kind of excited? How did you find out about how that happened? Um, yeah, that happened on deadline day. Uh, honestly, I, I was excited. Um, I mean, that year that I got traded, um, like you said, I had a couple of good years in Hartford when I first got there. Um, and then uh, I kind of had a – this guy – lost in um, the shuffle of guys there pretty much. And they had guys they wanted to give chances to uh, management changed over uh, when I was there. So um, that, that can happen to guys. And um, I kind of needed a little, I had a, still some work to do, but um, to round my game up, but yeah, um, I got traded. I was happy for a new opportunity. Um, so I kind of saw it coming. I mean, the year that it, uh, that that happened, um, the Rangers were doing, it was the year they released that statement. They were going to rebuild and they were, they traded McDonough and they, they traded JT Miller. And uh, I think Rick Nash might've been that year too. And um, they, they announced they were going to rebuild and they're going to call the young guys up and stuff like that. And um, they called five defensemen up that year and none of them were me. So I no kind of had way. a feeling that, um, yeah, that I, I was kind of not in their plans and um, that I could be on the move. And I kind of figured if I did get moved, it'd be for the better. So um, honestly, I was pretty happy with it. And I went there, played half a year in San Antonio and then, uh, the next year I played half a year, maybe a quarter of the year with um, the Colorado Eagles and then um, got called up around Christmas time and um, hadn't, hadn't been back down since. How does that happen? Well, you, at the time, you must have been one of the better defensemen in Hartford. And it's not <laughs> like you were some old dude. You were, what, 21, 22? What is I would have been, yeah, I been 22, yeah. 22. What does the coach say? What does the uh, coach say to you when it's like, hey, we're calling up Brady Shea, sorry, Ryan, over this plug, like yeah. So Shazy was the first year, uh, my first year there, and uh, I mean, I kind of expected that he was a. Yeah. I mean, he's a good player. He, he's a, a high draft and, pick. Yeah, he was a high draft pick, um, and he was good in the American League too. So I figured that would happen, and he was basically the only call up that whole year. Um, so then that was like no surprise to me. I mean, he deserved. It. He was a good player, um, and then the next year um, was a little bit of the same. Like some up, some other guys went up and down. Um, and then it was that third year that they had um, a lot of guys that um, weren't me going up and down. And I don't, I don't think any of them are still around um, now, but uh, I mean, everything happens for a reason and it's okay. Like, I mean, I loved it in Colorado. It was, um, obviously when you're in New York, your goal is to play, but then uh, you get traded to Colorado. You're in a good spot. Um, a few injuries got called up. And then, um, I mean, I was honestly really fortunate. They had some injuries that really helped me. And then, I was playing with good players. And then obviously um, for a guy like me, 
um, that's not overly flashy and it's going to carry the play. It's a lot easier to play when you're giving the puck to guys like Nate and Kale and Miko and things like that. So um, in hindsight, it was probably the best thing that could have happened. And uh, I mean, I wouldn't change it now looking back. Yeah, that's a good point because you're kind of up and down, you get traded and the next season you're partnered with Kale McCarr and you lead the league in plus minus. I mean, that's, that's quite a turnaround. And how good <laughs> is McCarr? There's yeah. people who don't watch him every night. Like what's it like being his partner? Yeah, I don't think people realize how good Kale is. Like, that guy is – he's so dynamic, so quick. His skating is honestly like nothing I've ever seen. Um, the way he can move and um, how powerful he is and how quick he is with his feet and his hands and he shoots the puck so hard. Um, I mean, if he's not already the best defenseman in the league, he will be um, in the next couple of years. Uh, it's it's understated how good that guy is, and he's a hard worker. He's a good guy. He's, he's really quiet and humble. Um I liked him a lot and uh, we had a good relationship. So um, I'll miss him. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think fans understand how good that guy actually is. Can you go on record then? Is it safe to say um, that he will have a, a little bit of a lull in his points next year because you won't be there. He's going to have a down year because Ryan Graves has left the Colorado. Is that safe to say? Can we, can, can we use that? I, I wish that was the case. If Kale has a bad year next year, it won't be because, um, he's not playing with me, but um, I mean, I was fortunate to play with Kale. We had good chemistry. Um, he, uh, I mean, it makes my job a lot easier as a guy who's kind of a, a more defensive side and, and a little bit of a stay at home where you're just kind of shoveling the puck over to him and let him do the, do the work and the fancy stuff. Um, so, I mean, I was fortunate, like you said, I, you, you can't ask for a better situation than to be called up and then a couple months into it, you're, um, playing alongside Kale McCarr. So, uh, honestly, I was really fortunate to how that worked out. Heck, yeah. My first few years, I did play defense before I got shifted into the goon role. I played with a couple of D-men. Brian Campbell, one of the smoothest skating defensemen yeah. ever. He would literally tell me, he's like, whatever corner they dump the puck in, in our zone, you go get it. You get hit, and I'll come in and get the puck, and I'll break it out. And it worked out yeah. perfectly for a year. I loved it. And then they wanted some more offense. They put him with Seabrook or something or Chalmerson. But it was it's so easy playing with a guy who can skate. Yeah. They're just like you you throw them 15 grenades from D to D, whatever. They pick it up. They make you look like a magician. How many of your points are based off of you just giving him a terrible pass and him just making something out of it? Uh, I'm sure. I heard a quote <laughs> once that said, uh, in every relationship, someone's going to eat the shit. Um, so <laughs> that's, I mean, I had no problem going in and take it getting the puck, taking the first hit and, uh, and trying to get it over to him um, or, or whatever it is, whether you're um, blocking shots or anything like that. I mean, everybody has a role and that's just, um, it's, it's a role that I, I enjoy. It's fun to play that way. So um, and, uh, yeah, like I said, fortunate to, to be put in that situation. Heck yeah, I would have done that in a heartbeat. So you, you played with Nikita Zdorov. I played with Zdorov in Buffalo. Did you see what he said about your, your ex-captain? Oh, captain, yeah, my did. captain. What was your initial thoughts on that? Everyone's talking about it, good, bad, and the other. What did you think? Is it, was it true? Was it just like, oh, he's talking, he doesn't know what he's talking about? What, what, give us the lowdown. Um, I saw it. I, I hope people don't take it out of context because um, Nate is one of the hardest working and one of the most caring teammates that I've ever had. He wants you to succeed and um, and – he's definitely intense and um, the way he looks at things and the way he treats his body and um, the way he wants you to get the most out of yours. Um, it, 
um, I mean, that part, it, it's true how, how seriously he takes his craft and um, how hard he works. Um, but I hope it's not taken out of context that people think he's always yelling at guys and, and he's an asshole out there. And, uh, and he's like, people don't like him and things like that. Cause people really like him and he's, he's caring <laughs> and uh, like, he'll work with you and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I, I go over to Halifax and stay with him in the summer and um, he and I are buddies and um, like, he'd come on the ice with me like early sometimes. And I mean, you can get out there and he'll help you, help you with things and kind of give you a little pointers and, and things like that where um, it's not so much that he's um, like, he's not shitting on you. He's just, uh, he's wants everyone to do their best. And um, yeah, like I said, I hope it's not taken out of context because he's <laughs> honestly a, a good teammate and he's, he's the engine that can drive a team. And um, it's, it's why he's so good. He works so hard at it. I mean, you see him come in the league his first few years. He didn't have the numbers that people thought he was going to in the production that, or the player that people thought he was going to be right away. And, uh, I mean, he worked at it. He worked hard. He changed his diet. And if you talk to him about it, he changed the way he looked at the game. And um, he's he's very uh, meticulous in the way he, his training and his skating and his diet. And, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a really true pro. And um, I'm sure that term gets used a lot. But, uh, no, he and I stay in touch. And um, he's, uh, he's a good dude. So I should go buy stock and chickpeas now? Is that what you're saying? Everyone's going to – all we got to do to be McKinnon and just eat chickpeas and don't eat Alfredo sauce? I'll tell you what. I was on a team that didn't have Alfredo sauce for the pregame meals. It's the worst team I've ever been on. I was like, give me some Alfredo. Did, did, did stuff like that ever irk you? It's like, yo, Nathan, I'd like to have a Diet Coke with my meal. And he's like, no, we're not. Is, is Honestly, that over-exaggerated? Like, did you have anything other than, like – the best electrolytes and water in your locker room. Like- it's exaggerated. Um, honestly, it, it changed the, it changed. It's more of a culture that he's created there. Um, it's not that guys are um, mm. like want that stuff and he won't allow them. He, he's changed the culture that nobody even wants that stuff. People uh, are seeing how, how he performs and how much energy he has. And um, I mean, even myself, I've switched <laughs> to chickpea pasta. And, you did. Uh, yes, so yeah, funny. I did. And, and, no sauce on it and uh, what? veggies with it and uh, just trying to give uh. yourself the, the most energy possible. And, uh, and it's not like that at all. I mean, we have, we deserted post game and things okay. like that. I mean, it's not a, it's not a prison at all. Like there's, it's, it's what you want. It's more that he's just created a culture and um, made guys aware of um, the tools that he's had to show him what, what will help him perform at his best. He's just sharing the tools that, um, that he's had at his availability and um, everyone else has kind of bought into it. And it's something that I'll bring with me that um, I'll continue to eat that way and treat my body that way. So if you go into the first pregame meal with the devils and you see Nico Hershire dumping Alfredo, little bacon bits, ranch on the salad, are you just going to shake your head and shame them? Are you going to – what's going to happen? Are you going to flip the I'm table sure that over? I not happens anymore. I, I know that maybe 10 years ago the guys were hammering Alfredo for free game, but I don't, I don't think that's happened much anymore. There's I think, no Alfredo? The game's changed. I mean, there might be. I don't know. But uh, I don't think that too many guys are doing that now. Guys take it so seriously and um, are taking every advantage they can with their training, their diet. Um, the recovery, things like that. Um, I, I'd be oh. – there's a lot of guys that are um, on that same same wavelength. We would get some ranch 
and a little hot sauce and put them in a little coffee cup and we would dip our chicken in it and stuff. And then, uh, it was just, it was a free for all. It was so great. I don't know. Oh, hey, that hey, sounds hey. awful. What? Well, after the game, do the boys have beers on the bus at least? Is there a two, four in the yeah. back on ice? And you have, I mean, it's available ones? if you want it. Um, I mean, it was tough this year with that schedule. Um, honestly, there, there wasn't many guys reaching for them. It was, oh. um, it, honestly, the schedule this year was so tough that, um, like everyone after games, like you're, there's no break in it where you're having, um, a, like a day or like more than a day between games and you're coming off back to backs and things like that. So you don't need to get um, wasted, Ryan, just have a couple of casuals on the way to the I know that. Yeah, I know it's happened. It's the same as everybody else. <laughs> we, I was in charge when I didn't play, which happened a lot, literally all the guys between periods. And I would get asked at least three to four times a game, like, Hey, you got the beers on the bus? I'm like, yes, I have the beers are on the bus. So like if we were in if we were in Edmonton, it's a long drive to the airport. Like, hey, we should probably get two cases. Do you got two cases? I'm like, yes. We have be- like literally every three or four guys would come up and ask me, Jumbo, we got any Coors Light? I love Coors Light after a game, Johnny. You know that. And so it would just, I'm just, I hope it's still a part of the game because you guys with your chickpea and your this and that, I gotta keep it, keep it together. All right, moving on. Let's stay with Colorado just for a little bit. You guys had immense expectations the last few years. I earmarked you for the cup. You know, things happen. You run into the Vegas Golden Knights, whatever, whatever. What was it like, A, starting the season as a Stanley Cup champions, Vegas odds, you guys were always there, and then finishing it off in just a sour way and not getting to the spot you wanted to go? Was it tough? Obviously it was. Um, Throughout the season, um, not really. It wasn't really something we thought about. Um, I mean – I think pressure is just what you put on yourself. And I think even before people put us as the favorite to win, um, we kind of had that expectation on ourselves anyway. Um, we knew that we, what we had as a roster and um, what we thought we kind of missed out on the year before, uh, whether it was due to not playing well and a combo of injuries and things like that. Um, so, I mean, we kind of had that pressure on ourselves. So um, throughout the season, not really, even during the playoffs, not really. Um, honestly, we we just didn't play our best against Vegas and uh, a little bit of credit to them as well. I mean, they did a good job shutting down our rush and uh, really limiting our ozone time and our, the, the quality chance we were getting. Um, I mean, we're, we were a team that we're used to having a lot of possession time and a lot of chances and kind of flying off the rush and um, stuff like that. And they did, they did a good job of playing a smart, mature game. And um, I mean, it's just kind of the way it goes sometimes in playoffs. We don't think we were happy with, how it, I mean, we're definitely not happy with how it ended. We were really sour and disappointed with ourselves, but, um, I mean. Whatever. I it is it, what it is. It can happen. I mean, you see, you see it with, like, Tampa the year before getting struck by Columbus with essentially the same roster that won back-to-backs. Um, it can just happen sometimes. Um, you're either not playing well, teams are playing well against you. Um, it, can, it can just happen. Um, but, yeah, it was a sour taste and, in my mouth, everybody else's mouth, we were really disappointed with that. Um, it, it was a shame. Um, I know that the roster has been broken up a little bit, so um, I'm definitely um, looking back on that and wishing we would have won, obviously. But um, it, it kind of happens, and now I'm looking forward to something new. Yeah, so you finish that season. You go into the year-end meeting with Sackick, I presume. What does he say? Does he say, great year, you played well, 
gear up for the next season? Does he give you any indication of, okay, we're going to protect these guys? Obviously, you can only take, protect three defensemen the way it worked out. Does he, what does he say to you when you sit down across from him? Um, I mean, it's a, Joe's a really laid back guy and, um, he just, he just says like basically how it is, which is straight shooter, which is nice. Just that, um, we fell short and, um, so it's kind of where we think we went wrong and, um, this is what you need to work on. Well, this is what we expect from you and go home, have a good summer, unwind, come back faster, stronger and, um, come at it again. And then, um, at the same time, um, you knew things were going to be moving um, with Seattle coming and stuff like that. So um, it's kind of all part of it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, no, he doesn't come in and just rip you. Um, just, he's, uh, he's a really laid-back guy, and um, he's methodical in his approach and um, basically just says it is what it is, and now we're another shot at it, basically. So – you finish year. You guys have a great defensive core. You did. You had Gerard, Taves, McCarr, yourself. Obviously, four young guys. Did you guys talk within each each other? Because you knew the Seattle expansion was going to happen. You knew you couldn't protect anybody. Were you Were you talking smack like Kale's? Like heads up, Gerard. You're out of here, buddy. You suck. Like was Was there any sort of that thing going on? And Gravesy, you know what? Pack your bags. You're not going to be back here. Or was it all like, oh, one of us is going to be gone? Uh, this is so sad. Um. Not really. I think it was – we definitely weren't bringing it up as, uh, like, a, a you're out of here, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there was a couple – I mean, you, you knew that the Gale, Taze, Gerard were going to be protected. I mean, those guys are, um, like, unreal defensemen. Um, so it just, you're an uh, unreal defenseman too, Ryan. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, but, I mean, that's kind of the way it is when you have a, a deep roster. Uh, we knew that there was – kind of be dependent on what the staff did and they had some forwards that were exposed to and um, kind of the way they had to work it. And um, I mean, you knew somebody that you cared about and was part of that team was going to be gone and the same with other teams too, but um, you're kind of never thinking it's going to be you or um, you're not, you're not really sure how things are going to shake out, but um, I mean, it is what it is. It happens. No way to predict it. So, you get traded. Don't even make it to the expansion draft. You get traded to the New Jersey Devils. I picked them to win a Stanley Cup. When did I pick them to win the Cup, Sam? Two years ago or this yeah, two past years year? ago? Two years ago. They have a good team. You're going into a good situation. Did you know you were on the market? You must have known something was up, or was it just like Joe calls you, hey, we're sending you to the Devils. Thanks for playing with us. Um. I mean, I had, I definitely knew that there was a possibility of um, going. I hadn't really um, thought of a trade. I kind of thought that Seattle was going to be um, something that could possibly happen. I didn't know. Um, I knew that there were some other good players that were going to be available for Seattle to take from the abs too. So um, I, I hadn't really thought, didn't know if I was going to be back or not. But I mean, you know, as a player, that um, until you actually get moved or you actually something actually happens, you're never really thinking that's going to happen to you. Um, so you're kind of in your present moment and you're, and you're thinking about you, you're still an app and you're thinking that you're going to remain an app. So, um, and then when the call comes out, you just kind of have to take it in and reset. And uh, honestly, there's positives in any of the situation and uh, you just got to look at that. I mean, I, it would have been cool to stay with the abs and be on a contender again, but at the same time, it'll be, it'll be cool to go to Jersey and, and maybe play a little bit bigger of a role. Um, and uh 
and to play on an up and coming team. They got some good young talent there, um, kind of the same age group that I'm in and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it's, it's going to be cool. And um, it'll be nice to be close to the home too. I mean, there's times it's tough to stay in touch with family and friends when there's a three hour time gap. So um, I know my family's happy that they can take the day drive down and um, yeah, that'd be great. A couple games and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah, you mentioned playing for a team that's kind of up and coming as opposed to coming from one of the top contenders in the league. Do you think that'll uh, create any changes in your game at all in the way you play? Honestly, I don't know. Um, I just kind of try to slide into whatever role um, that they're looking for. Um, Power I mean, play. Yeah, I'm looking to work the top. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I think my game is what it is. I don't think that I'm a guy that's going to be leading the rush regardless of what team I'm on or wherever I am. It's uh, – uh, just someone that's simple and kind of hopefully plays off of good players and, and uh, stuff like that. So, um, no, I mean, it's the same game. It's, uh, it's going to be cool to see guys grow and to be a part of it. And, and they've made some nice moves. We're going to be pretty good. And um, who knows? It's going to be a fun year. It's going to be exciting. Well, they did sign this bum, Dougie Hamilton. Speaking of good players, are you going to play with him? He's a right-handed shot. You're a left-handed shot. Wouldn't that be nice for you to go from Kale McCarr? Then you got to play with this slug. It's just like, can your life get any more charmed playing with these all-star players? Yeah, Dougie will help. Uh, no, it's, I, mean, I was happy to see that. I don't know who I'm going to play with or how it's gonna, the line's going to look like, but um, if I get the chance to play with them, that'd be great. And there's some other good demon there too that uh, would be fun to play with. Well, you got a PK Subban. Who's that young kid? The young guy. He's only like twenty years old. Uh, Ty, Ty Smith. Like, yeah, he's a good player. Very good player. You got Damon yeah. Severson, their assistant. Kid. You got yeah. a got a good decor. Potentially yeah, that's a good decor. Exactly. So whatever way they shake it up and whoever they put with you, it'll be. Um, I mean, it's going to be a good six for sure. Did you get just a bunch of text messages when you got traded from all the Avs guys? Oh, Ryan, oh, we're so excited for you. Then a bunch of ones from the New Jersey guys, like, yeah, we're pumped to have you. Yeah, kind of. Um, I mean, you get some guys in Jersey reaching out and saying welcome to the team. And then, um, obviously, you talk to some guys in the abs that you've been close to over the past couple of years. And um, it's a bummer to lose someone. Uh, I mean, whether it was me or somebody else. But, yeah, I mean, there's guys that I, you become close with off the ice that um, even their staff that you became close with and things like that. So, um, it's a it's a, it's a a shock when it happens, regardless if you saw it coming or not. So, yeah, that'd be some. There's some good guys in that room in Colorado that I'll really miss. Um, Are there um, some guys you won't miss? You know what I mean? Like, uh, honestly, they're honestly get away from, from like Cadre. You don't like Cadre? Just tell me. Uh, Nas is a good guy. <laughs> yeah, no, Nas is a good guy. He, he, he's funny. Like, uh, I mean, I know he's um, he's had some uh, run-ins with the media and stuff in the past and some suspensions. But honestly, that guy's loving that room. He's uh, He's a funny guy, and uh, I mean, you get him on the golf course. He's pretty funny out there. He's a competitor. He's awesome. Um, Do you ever just have a talk with him before the playoffs? It's like, okay, we kind of need you. Let's not get suspended this time. <laughs> no, I haven't. Never. Uh, well, you guys should have had that conversation because the guy loves getting suspended in the playoffs. It's just <laughs> like you can set your watch by it. Oh, playoffs started. Nazim's going to uh, get suspended. <laughs> I mean, he was good for us in the bubble last year. I mean, he uh, people kind of leave that out when they talk about him that um, Bubble didn't count. No one counted that. <laughs> Everyone says Tampa yeah. Bay repeated. I don't think they repeated. Yeah. No, the, the bubble had its ups and downs, but no, Nas was good in the bubble last year. I mean, he had a, a ton of clutch goals um, for us, and um, I mean, he was really good. I think people forget that. They just kind of think about suspensions and things like that. And, but uh, no, he, he's a 
he's a good player and he was good for us uh, last year. We definitely missed him this year, though. Yeah, he's a heck of a player. Speaking of tough players to play against, you're stepping into a division that has arguably the best players on the planet. Maybe, you know, they're a little long in the tooth. They're older. They're not young like you. Are you excited to play against Ovechkin, Crosby, Barzal? The Islanders are going to battle against them, Panarin for the Rangers. Mm. What's that going to be like? Yeah, you you forget all the talent in that division. Um, When you're kind of West, you don't play them as much. But, uh, yeah, it'll be fun to play Sid a bunch. I think I haven't really gotten a chance to, to play him that much. Over Do you the past get to call him years. Sid because he's your friend, or is that just? <laughs> no, I I call him Sid because yeah, he's he's a friend. I guess um, I think everyone calls him Sid though. I call him Mr. Crosby. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Crosby, he deserves it. I uh, know that'd be cool if, uh, against Ovi Panarin. Yeah, um, it's a good division. Um, so the Bruins, all those guys. Who are you most excited to play out east? Because yeah, like you said, you've been mostly out west for the last few years. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of be different. I think definitely Sid's the one that you like you think of and you're like, oh yeah, you can't wait to play Sid. You'd mark that one on your calendar. Um, but no, it'd, it'd be fun to play Marshy and the Bruins. And um, I mean, obviously it's fun playing the Rangers. I still know a couple guys in that team um, and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a one that I'm marking on my calendar, um, but it's definitely going to be cool they get a different look at it as opposed to I mean we used to play mini all the time St. Louis all the time and, and Vegas so you, you get to know those guys well and you create rivalries so it'll be uh it'll be nice to have something different and new so we talked about McKinnon we talked about McCarr but Rantanen's a guy that doesn't nearly get talked about enough for how talented he is the numbers he puts up the way he plays like a 200 foot game do you think he's like the most kind of underrated superstar in the league I don't know is he, I mean He's, he had like 100 and something points. Or did he have 100 a couple of years ago before he signed he his did. deal? Uh, I, mean, I, I don't yeah. know if you'd call it underrated. But, yeah, I guess like it's um, – I mean, all the attention goes to, to Kale and Nate, rightfully so. But, I mean, Miko's right there. I mean, in a lot of aspects, he's just as good as Nate. Uh, he's uh, he's a big, big player the way he uses his body. We, we call him the moose. He's uh, he's huge the way he plays. and 6'4". He, the way he protects the puck down low is unbelievable how hard it is to get it off him. Um, he's, a, he's a really intense competitor, um, and he's kind of like a big kid off the ice, so it's almost like the opposite of what his personality is. But, uh, yeah, he, he's, uh, I mean, he's just getting better and better as, as, as he gets older and bigger. And um, yeah, I mean, maybe you'd call him underrated, underrated but almost more um, it's just a couple of big names in that team that you kind of forget about him a little bit. He got 87 points, just to clarify. We have people who write he's in. on like, pace. Maybe he's, he's on pace for it. Me and me only had 87 and 74. So, yeah, he was on pace for 100. Who who were the guys you palled around with in Colorado? Who were your boys? Um, I mean, kind of you stick with the guys, like the younger guys, um, like Joe's, Comfort, McCarr. Um, I was tight with Landy and Nate, too. Uh, Nate and I were tight because being from the Maritimes, I mean, that's a natural connection. Um, I've known Nate for a long time. We played together when we were younger, uh, and then he kind of left me in the dust for a couple of years. But, um, yeah, like those guys, I was tight with O'Connor. Um, honestly, it was it was a it was a group that kind of everyone um, got along. I mean, usually when you think of teams, and I don't know how it was for you, but um, there's always cliques where there's like the European group, and then there's the, I don't know, the Canadian guys or when the American guys are together or whatever. But um, there wasn't really cliques on that team where Landy was – so English and then um, like guys like Burkowski are really English as well, where they 
came over and played in the L at a young age that it's almost like they're American or Canadian. So uh, it was kind of just a big group of everyone was kind of got along well and um, everyone kind of around the same age. Um, so it, it was a, it was a good group, but I definitely hung around with the younger guys a little bit more. I noticed you never mentioned um, Kadri. That's interesting. We'll, we'll mark <laughs> note that Tim. Very, very interesting. Um, there's don't, something don't there. That. I love Nas. So there's something it. there. Something there. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. All right. Tim, Tim's got some quick hits. We, we ask all the guys. We had Mo Sider on. You know the young defenseman from Detroit? He's coming up first rounder. Yeah. Supposed to be the next superstar. His quick hits weren't that interesting. He had a couple decent ones. So the bar is set low for you, Ryan. Let's try to really knock it out of the park. All right. Tim, make some magic. Right. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Um, oof. I'm such a bad movie guy. Um, You're starting off strong, Ryan. Way to go. No, I know. That's, honestly, <laughs> movies are not my thing. Let's skip the next. Let's go next what's time. your favorite <laughs> TV show? What's your thing? Books? Video games? No. Um, favorite TV show? Um, I wa- what did you say? Oh, yeah, Billions was good. I just finished, started Billions. I'm about halfway through it. Love Here, let's that. do Great quick show. hits with your girlfriend. She seems like she knows the answers that, that, that you – it's like when I talk to my wife. Everyone I don't know. When was I born? And she, What's your favorite movie? And I'm like, oh, my God, I have no idea. Ask your girlfriend. She knows everything about you. Would you rather have a big hit or score a big goal? Uh, big goal. Pizza or tacos? Uh, pizza. You're not allowed to have pizza. <laughs> now he is. Pizza's still around. That's that hasn't that hasn't left. Who's got the best after game meals when you're on the road? Um, in the locker room. Actually, sometimes in um, in Vegas we get Shake Shack occasionally because it's in the ring. That's not. And bad. then in LA we would get In and Out. Okay. Right. Oh, you got animal burgers at – oh, man. Did, I, you ever go, did you ever play in Nashville? Have you? I don't know how the bubble works or anything. Did you get to Nashville yet? Yeah. They have Jets pizza after the games. It's so incredibly good. It's my favorite we pizza had, of all uh, times. Oh, we had, like, barbecue or something in Nashville. Oh, of course you guys did. Yeah. You guys had a lot of money. This year we, we were in St. Louis, and it was after we won game four, and we got sushi in St. Louis. Nice. That's right by the ocean. You guys are smart. Then <laughs> <laughs> everyone got sick and you had to take a week off. No one touched it. <laughs> no kid. What's in that sushi? It's catfish. <laughs> it's disgusting stuff. Did you – what is the best in rink? Like Montreal has the pocket dogs. A um, couple other cities are known for – what do you love? What's your guilty food pleasure at the rink? Pretzels or what is it? Um. Honestly, my first year, I was scratched a fair amount, so I would try nice. a little bit of popcorn. Okay. Uh, and San Jose had some really good popcorn, but I'd have to say that Montreal's dogs are the best in the league. I think. Oh. Everyone, I mean, when you get there and you if you practice the day before or after the game, there's a tray of hot dogs waiting there, and those are so good. You've never lived, Tim, until you've had the little pocket dogs from Montreal. Yeah, you gotta, you I did make a road trip. I've, yeah. I've set records in Montreal eating hot dogs during the game to the point where they had to go get more for the team because they were worried there wasn't going to be enough because I would just go to town because I never played versus Montreal. They never had a fighter, ever. And I would always be scratched, and I would eat hot dogs for a solid three and a half hours during the game. Never watch a lick of the game. Word of the wise, if you're a scratch, don't watch the game at all. There's no point. Hockey's boring. Don't watch it. All right, sorry. Go ahead, Tim. 
who's the hardest player to shut down that you played against? Uh, probably Patty Kane, I think. His hands are unbelievable. He, you think you've got him, and then all of a sudden the puck's through you, and he's so slippery. You don't notice him being super fast or, like, have a, like a super hard shot, but um, he, he's so slippery. Who did you think was better, Flurry or Leonard from Vegas? Um, this is a, um, I I thought Flurry played really well, and I think he's he's had a really good career. He's a good goalie. Yeah, Chicago. Is yeah. Chicago going to be a good team this year? They're going to give some people. I mean, some they made some. Yeah, they made some good moves. They're going to be pretty good. Better than New Jersey? No. Jersey <laughs> made some good moves. They have. They've made a few good ones on the back end. I'll give them that. They just signed Thomas Tatar today. Did you hear that? Yeah, I just saw that before coming on. That's great. That's that's, that's huge. He's got an excellent nickname. You'll fi- figure it out when you get there. All right, sorry, Tim. I keep jumping in. Yeah, just like two or three more. Uh, favorite sport besides hockey? Golf. What do you drive, or what's your favorite club in golf? Oof. Um, probably my 60. Really? You're around the green type of guy. I don't think I'm that good, but it's like my favorite. I'm what, like, it's your favorite club in your bag. Just like a high loft, poo, yeah. plunk it down. I'm uh, definitely the best with my driver, but um, I, like, it's, if you're thinking your favorite club, it's got to be my 60. That's interesting. Mine's my three iron. I love the long fairway yeah. iron. I, I actually, that's a close, it's in my top three. I have a driving two iron, and it's, I hit that, all, I love that club. I mean, I love just like 220 yards out and just, it's, it's a great club. I hate putting. Can't stand it. If, if, if we could eliminate that from the game of golf, I'd be, I'd be a happy man. It's just such a I'd be, stupid If there wasn't putting, I'd be a way better player. Well, yeah, I think everybody would. It's like, I'm not going to work on golfing for an hour and a half putting. It's like, it's so yeah. dumb. No, All right, sorry. Get, get a bucket of balls. You hit 40 drivers and one seven iron and then leave. Yeah, driving is so fun. It's it's a black, and then chipping around the green is fun. It's just it's ball goes up and comes up. Putting is such a waste. It's such a waste. It's like backhand passes in hockey. You don't want to yeah. practice it. It's such a waste. Yeah. <laughs> Make your money with the putter, though. Don't tell Nate McKinnon I said that. He'll yell at me. No, he won't. He's a good player too. I heard he's a great guy. I heard he's a lovely yeah. human. <laughs> he's a good dude. All right, Tim. Sorry. <laughs> uh, favorite vacation spot. Mm. Um, I went to Antigua a few years ago. That was awesome. Was that in Spain? Warm... No, it's an island. Like an island. No. Does your girlfriend uh, agree with that? I don't know. <laughs> Brian didn't take her. I don't All know. Right, best... I don't know if he's listening anymore. Best advice you ever got? Last question. Um, I had a probably the most useful thing to my career. Um, I don't know if it was just advice or not, but um, like I said, when I came into into the Quebec League when I was 16, um, I had a coach by the name of Gordy Dwyer, who uh, was a tough guy. He played Tampa, Montreal. I know Gordy Dwyer. Uh, there you go, Montreal. There's a tough guy in Montreal. Yeah. Um, but uh, he at about halfway through the year, he sat me down in his office and said, basically, like, look, like right now you're out of shape and you're like basically no good you need to change and like, this is how you're going to do it. And if you don't want to do it, then you're going to be like an average junior player. And then if you, if you want to change, then this is what you got to do. And at the time it was pretty upsetting because it was kind of some tough love, but um, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. And it kind of changed the way I thought about it and changed my approach. Is Dwyer the guy who knocked out Patrice Bolarus with that one punch? 
Oof, I don't know. He fought Bob Probert. I know that. Um, he, uh, I'm trying to, I don't know. Maybe he was tough though. He's kind of, he's got red hair. I don't know if you know him, but uh, if you recognize him, but he's from New Brunswick, I think. Oh, he's tough as nails. I'm pretty, but anyways, yeah, that's good advice. Cause I think every player who was on the, on the teetering point of making a career or not, they have that moment where someone's like, Hey, it's, it's, it's time to, you know, pooper get off the pot. Like you have these talents or you're going to use them or you're not going to use them. So that's nice. Scordy Dwyer. Good on him. Yeah. Very yeah. good. All right, everybody. Well, that was great. Ryan Graves, everybody. I, I this was a good interview, Tim. I think it was. And thanks for Very calling good. us, Tim. Thanks for coming on, Ryan. We really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Cheer on Ryan with the New, Jer- New Jersey Devils this year. He's pledged to fight more. He's going to be on the top of the power play. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be an exciting season. Uh, we'll, we'll keep track, buddy. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, and uh, no promises. No, you promise. <laughs> and then Nazim Kadri is just a scumbag, he said. Guys uh, is a great guy. <laughs> and McKinnon's a psycho. Call him Patrick Bateman. <laughs> put words in my mouth <laughs> alright everybody thanks for coming on Ryan thanks for listening everybody have a good one we'll see you next week cheers thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts subscribe wherever you get your podcast from to never miss an episode delivered by DoorDash